wandering journo at Stories That Matter Studios. I'm Nance Haxton, and this is The Streets of Your Town. The podcast that takes you on an audio journey highlighting a different slice of Australian life each episode. Buckle up to meet a great array of ordinary, everyday, incredible Australians. This podcast is brought to you by DM Podcasts, part of Diamantina Media, with more than 25 million downloads for a range of shows such as The Batuta Advocate and Chat 10 Looks 3. In efforts to bring you a little lockdown cheer and hope in the world, in this episode of Streets of Your Town, we'll meet a group of people who cook homemade meals for the homeless, rain, hail or pandemic shine. Dig In hasn't missed a single service to the people who eagerly await their homely meal, cooking every Saturday since it was started by four schoolmates on October 28, 2017. In a humble commercial kitchen at inner city Brisbane St James College, a joyous group of Dig In volunteers have gathered to cook. The wholesome meals they're creating are destined for homeless people living rough in the city who often yearn for but cannot access a freshly cooked homemade meal. As volunteer and dig-in co-founder Hamish Foley explains. Like every Saturday we serve at Kent Place Park in Fortitude Valley and Binyapa Park over in West End. Yeah. And today we're serving sausages, veggies and chips with a bit of onions as well. Nice. And then we've got um, chicken Kievs and chicken sizzles with carrot and broccolini. And then so you've got some vegetarian as vegetarian, well. Yeah. That's so pretty that, good. That's a pretty popular option. So there's some demand in, for that. In West End as well. So yeah, like right. We'll, we'll send the majority of the vegetarian meals over there. A lot of the people that we serve meals for, like, like oh, we know their too. preferences. You get to know. End. Yeah, yeah. They're both pretty big places or hubs for where a lot yeah, of homeless people absolutely. go. Absolutely. So yeah. we, like, we... When we first started in 2017, we served at Kent Place Park, so we've been coming, going there for the last three and a half years, and then we started the West End service halfway through 2020, and we saw what was being offered in terms of like, lots like tea and coffee. Sandwiches. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But Curtis had the idea of we would be cooking like homemade meals and thought that just sounded great. So, yeah. And look at what we have here, all in this hub at St James, which is yeah. of course a school right in the inner city. It's wonderful to see so many people involved. A lot of volunteers on board now. Yeah, it's been great. So like for the first year, it was mostly family and friends. And then we started advertising through Seek Volunteer. And then we've got a really good hub of our core volunteers who come along each Saturday. The concept of Dig In started with Hamish and three of his schoolmates who were inspired by gathering around the table of their beloved Nonna, enjoying her incredible homemade creations. Now co-founder Lucas Riles helps not only in the kitchen, but also coordinating the often complex logistics behind the scenes to enable Dig In to expand to other struggling areas around Queensland. 
He and brand ambassador and fellow lawyer Brad Marland are now looking at expanding Dig In to the next stage of providing their homemade meals in specially designed vending machines accessible by the homeless with a special code in towns and high schools far beyond the organisation's Brisbane beginnings. Brad Marlin, brand ambassador at Dig In. Lucas Riles, co-founder at Dig In. Thank you so much, Brad and Lucas, for joining us on Streets of Your Town today. Thank you. Thank you for having us. So tell us a bit about Digging. I've been a bit of media attention, but sounds like you're really starting to hit your straps now, basically, with the project. Yeah, yeah, definitely an ant. Digging goes back to the start of 2017 when um, myself and uh, three other co-founders decided to, you know, sort of try and get a charity off the ground with a view of just trying to become one of the most, you know, inclusive charities around, you know, the Brisbane and uh, South East Queensland area. And since then, it's sort of just grown slowly bit by bit. Um, we, so we started serving in Kemp place Fortitude Valley you know some of the people that we started serving there we're still serving today so we've sort of grown the community around that service um, we're now expanded into West End we've got another service out there now um, and then we also have our vending machine project which is might be some of the stuff you're seeing in the media at the moment where we've developed a vending machine to be able to roll out hopefully across the state over the coming uh, months and years where we can sort of you know greaten our outreach and start hitting some regional communities feeding people more efficiently you know we might get into it a bit later but we're looking at trial the machine at a Marsden State School in a school environment so yeah that's a, it's a yeah. very high level summary of what we've been up do to do you think um, when you started that you imagined it would roll out in schools as well or were you very focused on what you thought homelessness was I suppose like has it been a, yeah. a bit of a learning experience for a- you too absolutely no, that's mm. a great question so when we initially envisaged the um, vending machine project it was um, initially an idea for homelessness yeah um, but as you know we, we began to understand the issues um, in our communities more, we, we obviously became aware of some of the issues that um, are facing these, these school students um, and um, the link between, you know, things like attendance at school, grades and, you know, progression through into society and actually having a meal when they rock up to school. So um, a lot of, and it's really unfortunate, a lot of these kids come to school every day and they haven't eaten in a couple of days. Um, I was out there on site, you know, a month or two ago speaking to a few of the teachers and... Uh, Marsden, mate. At Marsden, yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, assisted by a few of the local government um, officers in that area and it's um, quite eye-opening, some of the stories that we're hearing. So, you know, us as a charity, obviously, we've got massive homelessness focus and, you know, we have for a number of years now. But obviously, we want to diversify and try and help anyone we can. Isn't it interesting, though, that I think even for people listening to Streets of Your Town, maybe they hadn't thought that something so simple could help people's education in some of the really struggling areas of our state, essentially. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know... Yeah, it goes it goes a long way just having a hot meal hot nutritious meal as well like we partner with a number of other charities one of them most notably is fair share so they design the menus they source the ingredients it's all rescued food that comes from people like coles and woolworths that's you know sort of um, rescued by other charities like Coles harvest and food bank and that comes to fair share who cook it up and then that then comes to us for the distribution part so it's um it's one big network of charities that's, that's um, quite an that's intricate kind of network 
had to pull together. Yeah, yeah. No, that's great. It's yeah. not just rocking up and uh, cooking a few meals. Absolutely. More to it than that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's um, <laughs> it's great to be able to work with other like-minded charities, and I suppose that's the most. Well, for me, that's probably the biggest thing from you know my career in law and you know working the non-for-profit area is law. You're very much trying to corner your own section of the market where charities all there to help each other out you know um, we're all there to work together and all there to in many in many cases we all have the same mission so we we've worked very closely with fair share over the last you know i think couple of years solidly and they've just been absolutely fantastic you touched on that law background of course we're in this beautiful office in the city up here uh, at your offices uh, is this something that had always been in the background for you helping the less fortunate, the, the, what made you want to, and your friends, from what I can gather, you all came up with this together. What made you decide to do something so practical? Me and the other three co-founders, none of us are doing um, digging full-time. It's all, you know, a side project for us. And we all grew up and we um, went to school together, so we all know each other quite well. And, you know, we remain best mates, you know, till today. So, mm. yeah, no, and so essentially, you know, we grew up in the Brisbane community. We are at a school where homelessness was a very visible thing. Um, so we saw it day in, day out. And, you know, we were lucky enough to come from a background where we haven't had to experience any of that ourselves. So obviously we are aware of the issue um, and we just wanted to do something to, you know, better, you know, the people around us. And yes, yeah, so, and, and Dean was born. So it's lots of like, I think one, one's an accountant, one runs a fishing uh, rod company um, <laughs> and another one is heavily into marketing psychology. So quite a diverse background Ooh. of people there. But, um, you know, it's um, great to see when you put everyone's heads together and, you know, also the likes of Brad and, you know, people that we've brought along the way, um, you know, we've expanded um, you know, the management committee of digging quite significantly. Um, you know, we've got nurses, we've got people who work in recruitment, got quite a diverse around of background. And it's everyone's second job. So no one's making a living off it. We're all just trying to... Um, you touched on when you when you, you don't do it full time. But I, I want to point out, Nance, that they, they were doing it every single Saturday, day in, day out, while they were working full time and studying full time as 19-year-old Truly. Can I say kids? I'll say kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would be playing, downplaying the um, the part time, mm-hmm. the part time, and the bit. commitment. Yeah, that's involved in getting yeah. something like this uh, up. It must yeah. be exciting for you to watch, Brad. How it's evolved. Yeah, I'm amazed. I just four young guys when well, they were 19 as have started. There's, there was, I could barely sit still personally at 19. So. <laughs> I'm just amazed at what they've done. You've gone from 40 mils to 700 and what, three and a half years, mate, every Saturday afternoon yeah, service? Yeah, it's almost yeah. like a military operation down yeah. there now. Like it began, mm. um, the four of us and, um, you know, our friends and our family, um, we used to rock up there on a Saturday and we used to buy all the ingredients ourselves out of our own pockets and yeah. um, sort of just have a big cook up, really. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, since then it's sort of evolved into this massive operation where we're partnering with a number of other charities. Um, we've got, you know, couple hundred volunteers on our books um and you know actually just touching on that now like um it's extremely encouraging to see that you know we've got no shortage of volunteers like as soon as we open up our uh you know rosters and recruitment systems um we just get absolutely flooded with um applications so i think that's extremely encouraging to see you know from you know the brisbane community that people are willing to get in and help out and yeah yeah and that's sort of how it progressed i suppose yeah it shows, doesn't it, what friendship can can generate, that, that you guys have been able to 
make something that makes a difference. And it sounds like homemade meals is really the central point. Is that where it really came from that you thought nourishment in that sense was, was important? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like part of that idea came from, uh, you know, one of my mates, Curtis, who's the president of Dig In and one of the co-founders. And um, we all used to, he, he's Italian. Um, so we used to all go over to his um, Nona's house and she used to cook up these massive pasta meals. Oh, fantastic. Um, you know, there used to always be heaps of leftovers and like, at this stage, we were sort of aware of what was available on the streets for people. And, you know, while it's gotten quite a lot better over recent years, it used to only just be, you know, a sandwich and coffee. So that's where, you know, the initial dig-in sort of began is, that, you know, we wanted to provide these nutritious, wholesome meals, like something that people could dig into, right? So that's sort of how that sort of idea formed in our head is like a traditional uh, um, Italian cooking. Um, <laughs> and like in the, in the early days, it was like a lot of, um, you know, pastas and uh, you know, curries are quite popular. Yeah. Um, but now like we're serving, you know, a broad spectrum of, of um, foods all coming from Fair Share and, and their menu there. So we've, you know, we've had salmon risotto, we've had pulled pork, we've had, you know, you know massive roast beef, chicken, mm. lots of curries, Lots of veggies. Some that um, stick to your ribs. Oh, absolutely. Mm. You know, we serve fruit salad and a bunch of other good stuff as well. So, um, yeah, so it's come, it's come a long way in terms of the, you know, the people who, who's there and helping us do it and as well as the meals. And um, and still cooking at St. James at Kitchen? At St. James, yeah. So St. James have been terrific. Um, mm. You know, they've got a um, like commercial kitchen facility there that we use. And, you know, they've supported us the whole way through, which is tremendous for that school. And, the, yeah, just the support they've shown us along the way has been great. How are you hoping to explain this vending machine? How can a vending machine <laughs> and homemade meals work together? Well, it's, it's quite a simple concept, really. Um, so the vending machine um, is, you know, obviously a single unit um, and, you know, maybe it might be worth um, for some of the listeners, if they're listening to this, to go and um, have a look on YouTube so they get a bit of more of a visual explanation. But um, it's, it's a single unit where it has a freezer compartment as well as a microwave put in and it's also got a back-end software and a touchscreen. Wow. Um, very, very snazzy. But, um, yeah, essentially it's all hooked up and it gets stocked with cryovacked meals. So that goes into the freezer where um, someone will sign up to our back-end software and they'll entitle them to one free meal per day. Um, with a little code that they put in? Exactly right. Mm. Yeah, a little code they'll punch in and, and then they'll get the free meal per day. And the machines obviously won't be in the open, will they, mate? They'll no. be, yeah. No, yes, okay. exactly right, Brad. So yeah. they'll, they'll be within um, facilities. So we've we've tried, we've, we've had two trials so far with the machine. So we've had one successful one that went to Salvation Army, um, one of their sites in the valley. And then we had another one at Bed Down recently. So both of those two um, within the sort of homelessness, you know, sort of realm. Um, and then in, you know, towards term, term three and term four this year, we're going to be trialling it out at Marsden, um, hopefully. Well, that's what we're look, working towards at the mm. moment. So that's we're just really trying exciting. to get a perspective of how it will look with there. Um, and then obviously we're in talks to build more machines and, um, you know, trying to, you know, widen our sort of reach across southeast Queensland. Sounds like you had to kind of grapple with that technology as well. I mean, that's not a vending machine that I've really seen before. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, I'm lucky, well, we're lucky enough 
enough, um, you know, again, uh, Curtis, our president, and uh, Dan Marshall is our vice president. They're quite across that sort of um, tech innovation sort of stuff. Um, so they were able to um, quite successfully spearhead that project and, um, you know, we're able to design the machine ourselves, um, build it obviously with the assistance of, you know, qualified people like engineers and mechanics and that sort of thing. And it was all built over in Italy um, as well as the back-end mm-hmm. software, which is quite, is what, you know, what people don't see visually, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's not in front of you, but it's actually quite a big part of the vending machine product is this back-end software which tells us how many meals are in the machine if there's any mechanical flaws happening with the machine and when do we need to stock the machine that sort of thing how many meals we're serving out per day because all those statistics are important to us as a charity but you've also mentioned to me sorry sorry to interrupt Mm. i just thought this the listeners might be interested in this Mm. you're going to be with some of the vending machines that go into the schools like you said you're going to be able to track attendance rates improvements in grades and things like that so yeah yeah absolutely um so that sort of data we're looking to try and track in conjunction with the school obviously it's in you know a proposal stage at the moment but our view is that if if we could you know successfully improve attendance and successfully improve potentially grades um that'd be you know an extreme vote of confidence in the product that we're trying to you know push forward and you know make a difference in these kids lives because um it is you know pretty heartbreaking you know when you hear some of the stories that are falling on our ears at the moment uh, out there and like there's a need for it we're just going to try try our best to try and um, get out there and solve that problem and is it uh, just a a city-based scheme or can you see potential elsewhere Oh, obviously potential elsewhere. Um, the, the whole vending machine model is built, so we're not rocking coming to a service with all like um, 10, 20 volunteers, you know, trucks full of food. It's a vending machine. All, it needs, all that needs to be done is it needs to be stocked and ma- maintained. And so, yeah, so it's a model that we're looking to try and adapt into regional areas. Um, but obviously we want to start small, grow big, so all in due course. Well, and it, it's a good education for people too to realise that homelessness isn't just in our big urban areas oh absolutely yeah <laughs> like um as brad would know like brad's um the ambassador at dig in and he's done quite a bit of traveling over the recent months into some of these regional communities um and trying to you know better understand the issues that are you know occurring out there and it is a unique problem um and it's you know a unique problem that i suppose we're all in in it together to try and fix and yeah i think i personally believe that the more we can understand the problem and especially in these regional areas where it's probably not as well documented as and as well catered for as cbd areas yeah it's definitely called for yeah and, and it's really that the vending machines in these regional areas and outer brisbane areas are are a must for digging to expand because the the kitchen operation on a saturday afternoon which services brisbane really doesn't need much in the way of improvement does it mate that's it, sort of mm. like Lucas it's a well-oiled machine and, and it does run like a military <laughs> operation but, but the logistics of it are that we can the guys can only do brisbane at the moment without the vending machine so the vending machine is what's going to and, and allow this to go outside the mm. brisbane area well it gives mm. communities the tool to actually improve it themselves yeah. essentially doesn't it absolutely yeah. yeah absolutely and it's just um you know if you're in a situation of you know like there's many different types of people that might find their, themselves in a situation where they need to access you know a relief meal but if you are in that position having knowing that you're going to have a meal per day and that's one thing that you don't have to worry about goes a long way um, for these people in terms of a broad spectrum of issues they may be dealing with 
so I think I think it's a worthwhile cause and um, you know it's something that we're looking to keep working on yeah so so the Saturday service at the moment provides the ability to probably pe- for people to take three or four meals away don't they mate yeah and absolutely more so they can take that home and have one nutritious meal a day up until oh maybe the entire week sometimes possibly yeah, isn't yeah, it? Oh, from your drop-in centres and yeah, things so, where you've so been yeah. at that, the that's, that, that's not just limited to one meal on a Saturday Saturday afternoon. Right. So not, that's what yeah. we're trying to replicate in the regions. But obviously, they don't have the, the guys don't have the manpower to do that throughout yeah. the state. So yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Obviously, in the regions, you need volunteers within that community, and that mm. takes time to build up. Whereas if you stick a vending machine out there, it's it's quite a, a fast and you know and uh, keep it stocked and exactly yeah. exactly right yeah exactly right. Uh, and the, the, the listeners, this is where they may be able to help. The, the vending machines, obviously, it's going to rely on donations and corporate partnerships. So um, that's fun. That's that's key to the expansion. So. Well, look, congratulations. I just had to do a story on it for Streets of Your Town when I read a bit about it. It's been so lovely hearing more about your dreams and plans for this today, Lucas. Is there anything else you'd like to add for our listeners today about digging? I guess just, you know, if, if you're interested about hearing more about us, just, um, you know, we're on Facebook, Instagram and um, online. So um, feel free to get in contact with us and um, we'll look forward to hearing from you. Well, all the best with it and I hope we can keep in touch and hear how the rollout goes both at the schools and regionally to help with this homelessness. Thanks for having yeah, us, Thanks for having us, Streets of Your Town is produced by Nance Haxton, aka The Wandering Journo, with production assistance from Michael Adams. That's it for this episode. I'm Nance Haxton. If you'd like to meet more everyday, incredible Australians, subscribe and listen to the back catalogue of Streets of Your Town, including Series 2, The Journo Project, on Apple Music, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you hear, please review and rate Streets of Your Town on your podcast provider, share the show with your mates, or join my wandering Journo tribe of supporters at the Streets of Your Town website. Site, soyt.substack.com. Mm-hmm.